Uh, how old are you? 38. 39. Yeah. You all come up here about the same age, same problems. Spend about 50 weeks a year getting knots in your rope, and then... Then you think two weeks up here will on time for you. None of you get it. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Waka waka y'all, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. It's your boy Nicho, back at it again to talk to you guys about City Slickers 2, the legend of Curly's Gold. After a word from our sponsors. Howdy y'all, it's Ruben again. I'd like to make a correction. Uh, we're going to have a locomotive for the kids. Apparently, we're going to have a bouncy house, which I think is stupid. But my wife said we need a bouncy house because last time they had a train around here, it tipped over and we had about two, three kids. Ain't my fault. Your mama and daddy should have put you on the damn train by yourself. Anyways, come on down. Ain't going to hurt you to put some meat in your mouth. Over here at Ruben's Locomotive Feed Shop, located just by the railroad tracks. I mean, come on. The name is Locomotive. Boop, boop. What is up guys, welcome back. Like I said in the intro, we are going to get into City Slickers 2, the legend of Curly's Gold. What is this movie all about? Well, if you haven't seen the first one, it's almost a copy of the first one. Not to the specifics of what they're doing, because obviously it's in the title, Curly's Gold. Um, the first movie was, was widely popular. It came out in 91. Billy Crystal, well, I'll give you a rundown. Billy Crystal having a midlife crisis, uh, on his birthday. And him and his friends go on a cattle ranch, uh, herd drive for his birthday. And literally, basically fixes, brings his spirits up. The experience he had, and I highly regard, I mean, I highly suggest y'all watch that movie. I mean, I've, y'all probably seen him. These movies have been out for 30-some years. <clears throat> but the way he, in this movie, in, in the first movie, he's just, like, depressed. And in the, this movie, in the beginning, we see him. Just a whole new lease on life. He, They moved out of the city. They moved into, eh, come, not a country, but they moved out of the city. Uh, the calf that was <laughs> that he saved in the first movie. I mean, this is this only takes place a year. I mean, obviously it's three years since the or three two three years since the first movie was made. This came out in '94, but story wise, it's only been a year later. The cow is like fucking full grown, uh, jogging with him down the street. Uh, he has gotten a new position at his job uh, at the radio station gave his best friend uh, excuse me Phil uh, played by Daniel Stern 
his old job and there's a there's a funny part in the movie where he's basically being he's talking to his secretary or one of his co-workers or whatever and she's kind of you know like we need you know find somebody better this dude is not really doing what he's supposed to do you know and he's got his back he's like you know look at him he's working his off look at him he's on the phone and he's calling into the radio station he works for because at the time of this going on, they have an on-air psychiatrist. Well, supposedly, I think he made a joke was saying that he, uh, the week or like a few months before this, he was doing the weather or some shit like that. But he calls in, he calls into the radio station and says sometimes his clothes talk to him. It's fucking hilarious. I'm going to try and see if I can find that clip and share it on Twitter. Um... But yeah, so um, the first movie, and I'm going to click on, I got, what's that? I got, I got from in front of me, I'm clicking. Uh, Bruno Kirby, who played uh, his best friend Ed in the first movie. He doesn't appear in the second movie. And I was going to say, oh, well, because he died. No, he didn't. He died in like 2006, it says here. Uh, so for whatever reason, he wasn't in the sequel he was replaced by John Lovitz who plays Glenn uh, Billy Crystal uh, biological brother and uh, before I go any further I'm just gonna say this I think I saw the first one before I mean I saw the second one before I saw the first one and a lot of I've seen The Godfather and I mean by now I mean who hasn't seen it by the time they hit 25 to 30 <clears throat> and so when I first saw this movie, years years ago, it was like, it was like 90, 98, 99, I had never seen The Godfather. I hadn't seen in one, two, or three at that time. So when I see this movie and they reference The Godfather because Glenn, at the drop, at the hint of something Godfather related, he will go into a scene and he will recite the scene. The scene he recites here, well, he, he uh, uh, Phil uh, goes home with Mitch, or yeah, I was gonna say Billy Crystal, Mitch. Uh, you know, you know, hey, don't you come have dinner and this and that, and you know, you know, you get your mind off of things. So he comes over and he knows, and they get his wife's mad because the brother's there, and so they're sitting around and he brings it up. He brings up, hey, who had Oh, Mike Tanjanali, some some the scene like, who had so and so killed, and Mitch automatically like you motherfucker, and Glenn just goes into it. He starts reciting the scene from Godfather Two, uh, as Herman Wright, fuck I forget his name, uh, and he starts going in scene by scene, and and I remember watching The Godfather. Two and and realizing, hey, this kind of sounds familiar because at that time when I was about that age when I saw the Godfather movies, I had already seen City Slickers two about a dozen or so many times. So when I saw the Godfather, I was like, I didn't at the time to put two and two together, but when I heard Herman Roth's uh, scene where he talks about, you know, the one that we see here in City Slickers two, and it's like, holy shit, he was dead on. And of course, they cut during this scene. To have a, a dialogue between Mitch and his wife 
Barbara. And so uh, then we come back and he starts, I never asked who had, who spent the order. But, you know, that's, that whole, that's a fucking thing to watch. But, um, yeah, so I mean, when I say it's not carbon, I say it's got a copy of the first one. It's not really a carbon copy. Like I said, the first one, they're doing a cattle drive. This one, he finds a map in Curly's hat, which he took home with him. Because that's what you do, right? You keep the dude's hat and, you know, where to uh, to have sex with your wife. So he finds a map and they start doing the research and they decide, you know what? I'm going to be going to this conference out in Vegas. It's only a drive or so away from there. Let's see. You know, why not? Let's see what's up. It actually seems to be true. Uh, take their, he ends up taking his brother and there's a weird relationship between him and his brother and I don't know maybe that's one of the reasons why I like movies like this or whatever and uh, you know just not parallels between me and my brother and whatever it's just the fact that oh brothers are in the story hell yeah I mean, that's the way I am with that's how I was with wrestling when I was a kid like I was I love the tag teams of the Steiner brothers and Harlem Heat because in real life, boom, they're brothers. And it was just someone, you know, like, oh, hey, they're brothers, I'm brother too, yay. You know, that kind of dupe shit, shit, whatever. Um, back to the movie. Uh, so they kind of keep it under wraps when they're getting their supplies and shit. And next thing you know, Phil is just blabbering off to the other guy that's working that they get their... Uh, uh, equipment and everything horses and all that and the dude just like hmm like yeah, i don't want to look like a jackass like oh hell if we didn't if none of you said slickers came out looking for gold we'd be out of business and blah 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 um uh, the crazy thing was which i enjoyed was that uh curly's brother oh what who does he play duke uh in the beginning of the movie, he's kind of like stalking him. He's kind of stalking Mitch, and he's just he's freaking the fuck out because I think Curly's haunting me. But it's not. It's Duke trying to find uh, the hat, trying to you know get his part of the map and whatever. And then you find out we find out later in the movie that his intentions was to trick him and then go back for the gold because he had the missing corner. And I love the ending. It was one of those. It was the first movie I remember seeing. I was like, "Man, did they ever make a sequel to this?" And they never did, because it wasn't really a cliffhanger. It was just like, "Oh, did they or didn't they?" But we'll get there in a minute. Um, so Duke is fine, you know, follows him out there, and these hillbillies eventually catch on uh, and basically tie up everybody, and is gonna rob them and leave them there to die or kill them or whatever. Well, Duke comes out of nowhere, saves their ass, and then they start to have like a okay, well, who are you? Blah blah blah. Get to know about me. Well, hey, let's let's do this together kind of deal. And so they continue on the map. Uh, there was like a I was gonna say avalanche. There was a uh, a stampede because for some reason Mitch has been had this dream of finding a white horse and and taming the white wild horse and. And all this and that. And so he sees this wild white horse. Oh, fucking tongue twisted like a motherfucker. And so he goes after him. He goes after him. And when he finds him, he, the horse goes over uh, a hill or something. And then brings back a whole shit ton of wild horses. Causing a stampede and causing them 
uh, to lose their chuck wagon and almost losing their life because he, uh, Glenn was on the chuck wagon and Mitch goes and saves his life. And, and so now they're kind of like shit out of luck, you know, no horses. I think, yeah, I think they only had maybe one horse. I don't can't remember one or two horse, but, um, but they continue on because they still see signs that, you know, oh, oh, they lost the map. That's what it was. They lost the map and they're like, no, we're still good. You know, I remember the map. I, you know, I saw the map and I remembered every detail and blah, blah, blah. Well, then they make it, they make it to like a certain area where it, it like split screens or it like cuts to them being in a storm and Mitch, Billy Crystal, just giving John Lovett shit because, you oh yeah, you know where you're going on, kind of that mentality and then they stay the night and they end up like cuddling together to keep body warmth and then in the morning they go and discover duke just kind of in the same state that uh curly was where he kind of just like sleeping like up you know upright and with their eyes open and stuff like that and he's like oh shit i killed he i killed another one or something to that line and then duke just scares the shit out of him like oh yeah revealing that they crossed the markers that they were looking for in the middle of that storm and he shows it to them like look this is you know the, the the back of the buffalo or some shit like that and so they continue on to where they find the mine shaft and they go into each shaft and to look for the gold now they find a treasure chest or they find a uh, footlocker or some kind of chest and in their minds they're like shit we found it we found it yeah, yeah. then who they think at the time as being those same hillbillies that kidnapped them before you know tied them up and everything before they come up and basically rob them at gunpoint like look you know, thanks for doing all the work for us, boys, and all this and that. Um, my personal kind of like, oh, sh- like it kind of hits you a little bit. Not like crazy hits you, but like you're in that mindset when you're watching this, what's going on. If you have never seen it, then f- and you know what's going to happen next. But uh, Glenn takes a bullet for his brother. And he's just sitting there. He's like, oh, you know what? Like he's. And I guess in my mind, I'm thinking like, what, what, I mean, you're shoot, you're you got shot, and you're your last moments on. What are you gonna talk about? Kind of, what are you gonna feel? And you're just gonna like. And then you got Mitch, who's like, holy shit, somebody help! And like he's really feeling for his brother. Like, dude, this motherfucker, like, he took a bullet from me. Like, everything's coming, and it's like you. St- I mean, God, man, you you gotta feel it. If I'm, I can't be the only one who just who, even to this day when I rewatch, I'm like. Holy shit, like, for real, like, mm, I can't put it to words, but damn, that was a touchy moment. And then to find out the motherfucker, it was a paint pellet, and he just wakes up like, what? Oh, yeah, it's paint. Um, we come to find out that the people that are robbing them are the sons of the ranch owner from the first movie, and my favorite part of the film ever since the first time I saw this movie still sticks to my mind still comes to mind when I think of it when I when I see anything related to city slickers is he says great buckets of bullshit it's curly back from the dead
fucking all-time favorite movie line. Fucking hilarious. Probably going to be the title of this episode. Great bucket of bullshit. Um, but come to find out that it's all been a ruse, that it was a plan or an idea that Curly brought to his attention years ago and um, just decided to implement it. If, you know you know what? It, you can't, I mean, it ain't, you're not going to get rich, but it's a damn good living to take people on this fake treasure uh, hunt. You know, the same kind of setup. You know, you got a chuck wagon, horses, you know, the experience. And uh, and all this thing was going on, Mitch has been, quote unquote, lying to his wife, saying like, oh, you know what? We're going to be at this convention, blah, blah, blah. Don't call me the whole, I'm going to be at the whole, I'm going to be on the floor, this and that. I won't be in the motel room, hotel room. Don't call the hotel. Call me on my cellular. And at the time, it's, it's 94, so it's an old school cell phone. Um... And so he lost the phone sometime back. And he's like, my wife's going to kill me. I planned all this and that. She's coming down. Like, he's already at the motel. He's getting clean and stuff. He's at the motel, hotel, whatever, Holiday Inn. Um, Curly, or Duke, I'm sorry, drops in while he's, you know, getting out of the shower. And he's telling him, look, Duke. I want, I, Duke's telling you all the time to... You know, get him to be like, hey, you know, it's out there. It's out there. And and Mitch is just kind of shrugging him off. Like, nah, dude, I get it. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. And, like, I planned all this out to try to not get divorced, not piss my wife off. You know, this this is a makeup session, and you really need to get out of here. And uh, Duke just starts telling him, like, look, my mother tells him a story about how his mother wanted the, the, the boys, him and Curly, to do something together. So whenever she sent Curly the map, there was a missing corner. She sent Duke that missing piece. He never said nothing because his plan was to just get them to go out there, find it. Okay, we're here. I'm going to pretend we're not going to find nothing. I'm going to go back and take by myself my piece and then I'm going to get all the gold for myself. He has a change of heart. And plops a brick a gold brick oh shit I'm hopefully I'm holding fuck nothing up plops a brick on the table now compared to the gold we see in the fake chest this obviously you can tell the other one was painted lead or whatever and but it was like a smooth coat this one had some rough edges to it and it's like and he starts scraping it with like um, he's like, he says something about, he says something about, oh, and he's got friends, and can you hear him? Come and get me, come and get me. He starts scraping the brick with a butter knife to see if they call oh, it's paint. It's fucking real. And then that's how we end the fucking movie. Now that, when I first saw that shit, I was kind of like, yo, it's real, yay, what's up, yay, what's what what are we going to expect? What am I going to see in the next movie thinking there was another movie? Motherfucker, that was it. I was suddenly when I found that out, I was like, "Fuck, that sucks." Well, maybe they got rich. Okay, the end. You know? And to this day, I'm like, "Man, they should do something at least like an animated follow-up of some sort to be like you know, like a 30-minute YouTube, you know, like, "Oh, hey, this is what happened, blah blah blah." But never did. It was the end of the movie. I mean, people, I mean, it like, 
everything I talk about, all the movies I talk about, they're enjoyable, with the exception of a few. But damn, dude, like City Slickers two, probably compared to the first one, you know, people are like, eh, it falls short, this and that. But when you think about the story and how they end, and then dude, that fucking part where the brother takes a bullet. Compared to the other one, maybe it's because it's the first one I saw it in the two from the two movies. I saw this one before the first one, and when I saw the first one, I was like, "What the fuck? Where's John Lovitz? Who the fuck is this dude? Bruno Kirby or whatever the fuck his name was?" And yeah, and like to this day, I'm like, "What? Well, how come he wasn't in the other movie?" Ironically, he was in uh, Godfather Two. He played. I was gonna say Clemenza. I think he. He think he did play Clemenza. Let me look up. Yeah, a young Peter Clemenza. That's crazy. That is crazy. So maybe there's a reason why they did that with the whole Glenn knowing Godfather lines or whatever. That's cool. Um, so that's going to be it. That's the episode, guys. Please hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you think about these movies. Uh, this ain't the outro. I'm going to do the outro pretty soon. But, uh, you know, I want to hear what y'all got to think. Did y'all enjoy any of the City Slicker movies? And uh, hit me up at Shut Up Popcorn. So, with that being said, let's hit go to a sponsor and the outro. Peace. What's up, everybody? I hope y'all are enjoying the episode or have enjoyed the episode, depending on where I put this spot out. But do me a favor. Head over to Teespring. Use promo code TikTok. For 25% off your order. Help a brother out. Enjoy the rest of the episode and your day. Peace. That is it, guys. That is the episode. I want to thank you again for checking it out, downloading, and listening. Please do me a solid and go to my link tree. There's all sorts of links for my social medias, the TikTok, the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Please go to the YouTube channel and like and subscribe. I'm throwing out some, I call them popcorn bites. Um, like and share that for me. Um, the Teespring store still has the promo code TikTok for 25% off your order. Go check out the shop. Working on new designs to put out there. And oh, that's about it. The future of this podcast has been weighing on my mind. Um, as of this episode, I think it is episode 41, 42. I believe it's 42. Um, I'm getting close to 50 <laughs> and in my mind because each season is at least 15 14 episodes long or you know number of episodes in each season so getting close to this is season three episode 13 so I got about two more episodes that I would would do before a clip show um, but I'm getting close to 50 and I'm part of me wants to go all the way to 50 and make that the premiere season premiere for season four. I don't know. I might just take a month off. and I don't know. I'm weighing my options. Uh, but if you... I'm going to stick with just 15, I guess. That'd be the best. And just episode 50 be part of season 4. Um, I don't know why... Um, 
I'm sticking with the two a month. I'm 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 digging it. I mean, I like it gives me a little bit of leeway. It's not a constant, you know, weekly podcast, but bi-weekly it still, you know, still gets gets me out there. So, I'm just going to probably stick with that and do it to and just put episode 50 in the new season. So, um if anything, we are getting close to 50 and I would love for anybody who listens to this podcast if you past guest or want to be a guest or whatever hit me up on twitter and i would like to get some drops um just an idea of adding that in there um so yep that's gonna be it again i want to thank y'all for checking out the podcast sticking with me if you're a new listener if you're an old listener appreciate it um nothing else to say other than if you ain't laughing you ain't living baby peace love spoony love from up above saying nanu nanu till next time